Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. All of us love a good story. Whether it's a true story or whether it's fiction, we read them in books, we watch them in movies and shows, and we even listen when someone is telling a story in our presence. But, you know, most of the time we really don't see ourselves as a part of a story. But the truth of the matter is we are all in the middle of a big story. The biggest story of all times. It's a story that began thousands of years ago at the creation. And it, it began when God made Adam and Eve. He placed them in a perfect environment and he created them sinless and they were created with a relationship. Can you believe that? A relationship to God of very God. And as we read the story there in Genesis chapter 3, God came walking in the garden in the cool of the day. It evidently was something that was just normal to, to be there and to be near God and to interact with God because God had created them to have a relationship with Him. But something terrible happened, and that terrible thing was they chose to disobey God. You see, God created them uh, with the freedom to make the choice to love Him. But then they also had the freedom to make the choice to disobey, and they did, and it created what is known as the fall. They fell into sin and all of its consequences, sickness and separation and death and all that comes with that. And we are right in the middle of all of that even today. But thank God the story didn't end there. There has been an ongoing saga, and that saga is recorded between Genesis 3.15 and Revelation 19, and all the way through the book of, of the Bible, all, all the books of the Bible, uh, we see this ongoing saga. And that ongoing saga basically is God's plan to bring us back, to redeem us, and to restore us. Yes, we fell in Adam. And by the way, let's not blame shift. We have all sinned. The scriptures are very clear about that. We've all broken that relationship with Almighty God. But God's plan to bring us back, His loving plan, His gracious plan, His merciful plan to redeem us, to bring us back, to restore us, uh, has, is, is an ongoing story there in those books of the Bible. Well, we all love a good ending. And the Bible records that ending. And that ending is really a beginning. And we're going to be talking about that today. Revelation chapters 20 through 22 records this ending slash beginning. And uh, th there are actually two very different endings that are recorded in those chapters. There is one for the unredeemed, for those that have not been restored back to God. And then there is an ending slash beginning for those who are redeemed. Well, let's talk about our glorious, glorious beginning and that is for those of us that, that are redeemed. And that beginning is a beginning into eternity. It is all about restoration. Uh, 
And what we're talking about is this, you know, when God created Adam and Eve, he put them in that perfect environment, as I already said, and and they were there sinless with a perfect relationship with Almighty God, and it was all broken. Well, we're talking about restoration here, Eden restored, so to speak. We're talking about um, all of these wonderful things that we had before, we're going to have again. Uh, Let's look at it from three different aspects. First of all, we see the restoration of our bodies. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, we read this, For our, those of us who are redeemed, our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory by the exertion of the power that He has even to subject all things to Himself. Did you get that? When Jesus comes, we are going to get a transformed body, a different kind of body. The Apostle Paul talked about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, Let's look at it. Verses 51 and following. Just listen to what the Word of God says. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. And sleep is a euphemism for the death of believers. And it doesn't mean that we're actually asleep. Our bodies are asleep, but we are consciously in the presence of God. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet it will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable, this body that's perishing, and I think if you've lived long enough, you know, you know that it is. I mean, here's a good example. Look at these wrinkles, and look at this bald head, and this hair that's gray. I wasn't born this way. It's becoming that way, and it's getting worse every day. This is a perishable body. Uh, But when this perishable must put on the imperishable and the mortal must put on immortality. I'm mortal. I have an ending in this body. But I'm going to put on immortality. And when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written. Listen to this saying. Death is swallowed up in victory. (laughs) Old death, where is your sting? So you see, these bodies are going to be changed. Uh, They are going to become imperishable, immortal, living forever. Uh, They are going to be glorified. The Word of God talks about uh, that in Romans chapter 8, that He will glorify us. And we are going to be conformed to Jesus, to the very image of our Lord Jesus. And what was that? Well, all we have to do is look at the resurrected Christ, and we get an an idea of what our glorified bodies are going to be like. We'll be recognizable as as, uh, we were here on the earth. They did recognize Jesus when He opened their eyes. Uh, Jesus was... uh, uh, touchable, flesh and blood. He said, here, touch my hands, uh, uh, the scars in my hands, he told Thomas. Uh, Jesus ate. He ate with them. He was able to eat with them. And yet he had a body that seemed to be able to trans, uh, transport, uh, a body that would walk through walls. Now, I don't want to get all crazy on you, but let me just say that this glorified body is going to be whatever Jesus' body is like. 
we are going to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And uh, that is a beautiful thought. Well, then not only are our bodies going to be restored, but the environment's going to be restored. Revelation chapter 21 talks about that when it says in verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And Peter talks about that in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 and 11a, where in that passage he says the earth is going to be destroyed the old heaven and the old earth destroyed pass away with fire Uh, some folk would uh, try to get around that but I'm telling you I I just take it literally because I believe that that's literally what it's saying that this old earth and heaven is going to be destroyed and there will be a new heaven and a new earth and when we say new we mean completely new there's so much uh, to be described here Uh, there's a lot of description rather here in uh, Revelation chapters 21 and 22 about this new heaven let me just kind of summarize summarize it Uh, first of all If you look in chapter 21, verses 15 to 17, um, John was told to measure the city. And the measurement that he came up with was it was 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles long. But listen to this, 1,500 miles high, a cube-shaped city. It's going to be different than anything that we are familiar with. And then uh, the scriptures say that the new Jerusalem, the city, comes down from God out of heaven to earth. And so they are somehow joined together there. And and the point is the very presence of God is there. The Bible says that in this place there be no tears or mourning or crying. No reason for sorrow or sadness. That's all gone. There's plenty of that to go around today, isn't there? I mean, all you have to do is scroll through your uh, Facebook timeline and you'll see lots of sadness and brokenness and, and, and uh, a reason for crying and mourning. And, and even personally, we experience it. But none of that there. No pain, no death, uh, no, no, no night. The Bible says there'll be no night there. Uh, There'll be no sin there, none whatsoever. No curse. The curse is gone. The Bible says there'll be no sea. Now that's interesting because about three quarters of the earth is covered with water and we have this hydrological cycle, uh, but evidently that's a whole different kind of environment there. No sea. There, There it is in chapter 21, verse 1. Again, I take that literally. There's no sun or moon. There's no need for it because God's glory will eliminate, will illuminate, not eliminate, illuminate the the uh, whole earth uh, and and that city. And and so, again, I can't imagine it in my mind. Uh, I don't have any basis on which to understand it, but I believe it. It's going to be a different place. Bottom line is this, that environment's going to be a wonderful, perfect environment. But then there's a third thing that's going to be restored, and it's the relationship. Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 says this. I love it. And I heard a loud voice from the throne. That loud voice says, listen up here. And it was saying this, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and He will dwell among them. And they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. It's repeated three times right there. God is going to be among us. That relationship will be restored, and there will be a perfect relationship with God. We're God's people. 
And we'll happily serve Him. Revelation 22 verses 3 and 4 says that we will serve Him. We will be gainfully employed in the service of God, happily, joyfully. Uh, you're talking about uh, satisfaction. Uh, you, you're talking about a sense of fulfillment and purpose. Man, for all of eternity, we're not going to be floating around on clouds in white robes strum, strumming on harps. That wouldn't be heaven. <laughs> not at all. But we are going to be gainfully serving the Lord in beautiful relationship with God forever with nothing, nothing to break it, nothing to bring us sorrow. What a wonderful ending. What a wonderful beginning. Uh, this story ends so beautifully. But then there is the other side. Those that are not redeemed, those that don't trust Jesus. In uh, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15, there is the great white throne judgment. And they are cast into eternal separation from God, eternal hellfire. I don't know exactly what that's all about, but I know that it's this. I know they're separated from God forever with no hope, paying for their sins, eternal retribution. People uh, shy away from that, but if you believe Revelation 21 and 22, you've got to believe Revelation 20. If you believe in heaven, you've got to believe in hell. Uh, because either God's telling all the truth or He's telling half-truths, which are lies. And God doesn't lie. And so I would say to you today, if you're yet unredeemed, if you yet don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you've not yet been converted, saved, I encourage you today to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ because this story is coming to an end. And that end is a new beginning. And it'll be either with God forever or to be separated from God forever. Well, with those thoughts, God bless you until the next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.